This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8am, keeping you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal. First of all, I'll start with apologies if you hear any noise in the background next door having some work done, like literally right there, right at the window. So apologies if there is any background noise uh, in this. There's literally nothing I can do about it. But fingers crossed, as you said last time, it wasn't that noticeable, if at all, last time. But uh, it's a lot closer this time. So apologies if there is any issues. In fact, it's got to the peak of noise just as we start, which is fantastic. Um, A big thank you, of course, to Craig as well from the Fort Lauderdale Gooners who sent across uh, a scarf. Uh, we're going to gradually build up this wall of stuff behind me, uh, hopefully with some supporters club scarf. So if you are part of a global supporters club, then do uh, get in touch. I'd love to feature uh, your supporters club on the wall. And also from the Cincinnati Gooners and Matt Hayhow for sending in uh, a scarf from them as well. But uh, we're gradually going to start building this up because I think from the responses we had yesterday and the green screen situation, it seems that most of you favour without. So we're going to try and build up the background a lot more and uh, go for the more au natural look uh, behind me as well. But good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. The the away shirt did arrive, by the way. I did wear it on yesterday's evening show. I wasn't going to wear it on back-to-back shows, but also this shirt also arrived. They haven't got hold of uh, the AFC kind of pattern from the away shirt. It's just, it's glorious. And I need to get it on another piece of clothing as well. So that's what I've gone for. But good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Simon, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Bradley, to Simon. Uh, to Aussie, Elder, uh, Canoe. Good morning, guys. Harvey and Tony and Peter. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, as always, early morning on a Saturday. I know it takes a lot of effort for so many to join us early on a Saturday morning, so thank you for that. Uh, good morning to Harvey and Ansa and Nyamdi and Peter, who's currently doing a DJ set in New York City. Look, Peter, if you're not playing off the ground by Subfocus and not clipping it and sending it to me, I'm going to be disappointed. So you've got to commit to that now, Peter. <laughs> you've sent in an offer that I simply could not refuse the chance to get a little shout out for. So there you go. Um, let's kick on with today's transfer stories and news overall. But we begin, of course, and I mentioned this on yesterday's show, but uh, I did not want to not mention it on this morning's show. Uh, 
Maria Petri unfortunately passed away yesterday and a lot of you will know in fact most of you if not all of you should know who Maria is. Uh, she was one of the biggest Arsenal fans, arguably the biggest Arsenal fan at the club. And it was very sad to understand uh, about her passing yesterday. But the the out the response from both people within, outside, past and present kind of encapsulated how important this woman was um, to the fan base. And despite the fact I was never, ever fortunate enough to meet her one-on-one, I definitely saw her around the club loads of times and unfortunately never got to speak to her uh, one-on-one because uh, there was always a crowd of people around her, very popular figure at the grounds. And, and I say grounds because she attended every Arsenal game, be it men's, women's, youth, she was all over the place and she will be very, very sadly missed. And our thoughts and prayers are with her friends and family. And we hope that you can make it through this very, very tough time and hope that response uh, that you've seen from everyone around and within the club certainly helps with this this trying time. Moving to uh, Arsenal, the big news of yesterday was, of course, Alexander Zinchenko being announced as a brand new Arsenal signing. Uh, Really, really good news. Of course, we knew this was happening. This was one of the (laughs) least uh, well-kept secrets in the world, considering he was, of course, with Edu at the stadium for the game against Orlando City. But speaking a couple of words, Edu said, I'm very pleased to see how we're working as a team here in the club. We put a plan together early and Zinchenko was a main focus on our list. We're pleased to have Alex with us now because he has the attributes which I'm sure are going to put our squad at a different level. It would have been interesting to see if we'd have signed Lissandra Martinez where Zinchenko would have featured. You know, clearly Martinez was a was a priority for the club. So it would have been intriguing to see had we signed Martinez if both players would have come in because it seems from what Edu's saying there that he was clearly a focus. But we all know that Martinez was a big priority of the club as well. So whether or not both would have come in, we're not sure. Um, But for a very good fee, perhaps if they'd have got Martinez for the 25 million that they originally bid, nowhere near that price in the end. But maybe something could have been done. Arteta spoke about it and said, we're so happy Alex has joined us. He's a player that I personally know really well and continue to follow him uh, after my title or time at Manchester City. Alex is a high quality player who will give us options and versatility. It's not only the positions he can play, but as well the versatility he will give us in attack and defence. Alex is a person with great human qualities and character. And I'm delighted that everyone has made this huge offer and efforts to bring Alex to the club. So really, really strong. And he becomes the fifth signing after Jesus, Marquinhos, Turner and Fabio Vieira. But things are not done at the club, which is a really, really positive sign. And more is expected to happen. Arteta spoke to the media after Zinchenko signed and said, I'm very happy. It's the position we wanted to strengthen. His main position is a left back. Uh, in formations we have, he can alter and occupy different spaces on the pitch. And when he was asked about the transfer window, he said, we are accomplishing what we planned. There are still few things we would like to do in and out. Emphasis on the in and out of this, because Arsenal want to do more business, want to sign more players before the window is done. But as we know, it is probably most likely that we expect players to move on in order for Arsenal to sign potentially more before the season is done. Uh, William Saliba, according to Freddie Paxton, is and has already agreed a brand new contract with Arsenal. They are now waiting to announce this. One of the potential theories as to why it's not been announced thus far is because they're waiting for Hector Bellerin to move on before they give him officially the number two. If you go onto the Arsenal official website, Saliba's number is still not officially given um he just comes out of a little dash same as lucas torreira 
on the website. He's currently wearing the number 12. That's not his official number at the moment. But whilst Hector Bellerin remains with the number two, it seems that Saliba will have to wait uh, until he moves on before they can give him that new deal. But what an amazing thing this could be if Arsenal managed to sign him up to a brand new contract. An amazing, amazing achievement considering. And I say, actually, let's be more grounded about this. Is it that amazing? Is a player that's been sent on loan three times from the age of 18 years of age, then signing a new deal when he's come back ready and fit and raring to go for the senior team, that wild? No, it's not. But to be honest, we've seen this situation completely blown out of perspective. Um, the, the Arteta's biggest critics have made this so much worse than it ever was. He frankly has been treated brilliantly since 2020 when we sent him on loan to Nice and then got him the loan um, sorry, 2021, when we got him that loan to Nice and then sent him on loan to Marseille for last season, we've handled that situation well. The one mistake, and it was just one mistake Arsenal made during the whole Saliba situation, which was not registering him at the end of the 2020 summer, and therefore he was, of course, playing in the under-23s when he could have been playing some minutes in the Europa League, etc. That's the one mistake that was made, and it was blown far out of proportion. Of course, his comments and interviews didn't always help, but I think they were taken out of context. And now we find ourselves, and I certainly was guilty of taking them out of context. You know, I am certainly not, uh, I'm not some innocent bystander in all of this. I certainly got frustrated by a lot of those interviews, but I think we can all see now his future was planned and mapped out. And that is certainly part of the process of seeing what Saliba would do at Arsenal. And frankly, that big stick that was used to beat Arteta with, with Saliba's name on has melted away quite amusingly. Moving forward to our next one, Pakaya Saka, speaking of contracts, has been offered a brand new deal. We were aware that the contracts were being negotiated, but his new offer is expected to be more than double that of his current £70,000 per week contract. So you're looking upwards of £140,000 per week to renew Pakaya Saka at the club. This is reflective of the player's importance in the Arsenal team. So it's hardly surprising that he's going to be worth this amount of money that is what we would expect from a player of his quality and importance. And when you consider the fact that players like Thomas Partey are on about 180 or thousand pounds per week, Ben White's on about 110, 20 thousand pounds per week, Bakaya Saka needs to be on more uh, to reflect his importance to the side. So this isn't a case of giving too much too soon. This is a case on what he is currently earning. And that's what it is. Nuno Tavares, though, looks like he could be on his way out of the team. So that certainly is going to be a very, very interesting move indeed. Uh, I like thinking about the fact that Nuno Tavares has seen and realised the situation where Alexander Zinchenko comes in and competes alongside Kieran Tierney for that left-back spot. But because of that, it does also mean that We've got a player like Tavares with plenty of talent and quality and potential that ultimately, if he's not playing, it's only going to stunt his development. However, a move to Brighton at this stage does not look all that likely. What does look likely at this stage is that he will be potentially moving to Atalanta in Serie A. We've known of Atalanta's interest for some time. We talked about that frequently uh, at the start, not even necessarily at the start of the window, but certainly a month ago. And West Ham's interest, or rather Brighton's interest in the player may have spurred Atalanta on a bit to try and sort out a low move. But according to Demarzio, this is a low move that is expected to kind of move quite quickly in the coming days. If he isn't involved against Chelsea tonight, it could be a very big 
indication that Nuno Tavares is moving on from Arsenal before the end of the summer window, only for a straight loan with no option. Now, one player that won't be joining Arsenal is Gianluca Scamacca from Sassuolo. West Ham are closing in on the Italian striker. A €40 million total deal is what is expected to be uh, kind of announced at some stage. They are very confident about getting that deal done. He was a big target of Arsenal's Earlier on in the window, Arsenal had him on a list of strikers that they were considering. But ultimately, when they got their man, Gabriel Jesus, they moved on from Skamaka as a potential target. It may frustrate people because, of course, he's a different profile of striker that we haven't really got at Arsenal. Someone of six foot five in height, good in the air and physically uh, a big presence. And we haven't got that at striker. But... Considering Arsenal never qualified for the Champions League, I did feel like Arsenal signing another striker for a significant fee like Skamaka is just was not realistic, unfortunately. Um, then moving forwards to potential ins for the club, Arta Mello has been linked with Arsenal. However, according to Fabrizio Romano, there is currently no negotiations going on between Arsenal and Juventus for the Brazilian midfielder. For me, this was an easy link and I kind of stayed clear of it for a little bit and talking about it on the channel until we heard some more legitimate news on it. And that legitimate news has come through that he's not a player that Arsenal are currently looking at at this time. We finished the show uh, with a colleague of mine, Football.London, Arison Catterson-Reed, uh, reporting yesterday that Arsenal still remain very interested in signing Cody Gakpo from PSV. There were then reports coming out from Netherlands that negotiations between Arsenal and the players' uh, representatives and PSV are continuing to move forward. If this is a signing that Arsenal can do, it would be a very, very good acquisition. I have got questions about it, considering he is more of a left-sided player. And you have to think, what is then going to happen to Martinelli and, of course, to Emile Smith-Rowe? But to be honest, I don't really have too much of an issue with asking these types of questions because I want competition. I want quality. I want cover. And I don't want backups. Backups are a bad thing. You want competition. You don't want backups. And Arsenal signing Cody Gakpo, who can also play in a central area, should we ever need him to, is a very, very good option for Arsenal to have when you've got Gabriel Jesus, Nketiah, and potentially Cody Gakpo, who can play as a third striking option for the club. If following Balogun, of course, leaves, I would be very, very interested indeed. He doesn't play on the right, and I can see people asking that question already. Hasn't really played on the right at all. That's not to say he couldn't. I'm not going to sit here and say there's no chance. He can never play on the right-hand side. He hasn't really played on the right-hand side, so we can't really comment about his ability to do that. But Gakpo seems still to be a player that Arsenal have an interest in. It's been a long-standing interest from the club, so it's hardly surprising. Let's see if it doubles or trebles in, in realism, and we'll certainly be reporting on this and doing a tactical breakdown on him as soon as we get some more strong evidence that he could be moving to the club this summer and that completes all of today's stories thank you for listening and dropping a like on the video and subscribing if you're new but we're going to go to your questions now in the chat box too uh, so let's do that after this quick break okay uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what questions you've got we probably won't spend too long doing the questions this morning because of course there is as I say a lot of work going on outside my window right now uh, Vashan says with Tavares going on loan and the club being keen on his development along with Zinchenko could Kirantini be out the door in a couple of seasons time considering we could get a good price for him he has got a long-term contract because he signed that new deal last summer 
I think that if Kieran Tierney struggles from minutes and fitness and Zinchenko takes that spot, he's going to want to play. He's going to want to get more minutes and he may seek a future elsewhere, especially if Tavares is a really good loan with Atalanta and comes back a better player. Potentially, we've got a situation where Tavares and Zinchenko could be our starting left-back options for the club next season and beyond. So I'm not surprised if Kieran Tierney would be considering his future if that indeed happens. But right now, we don't know. Right now, we're in a situation where you know, Kieran Tierney could certainly be a significantly used fixture in the Arsenal first team. So I don't think this ends his hopes of, of an Arsenal future, but it certainly leads to some questions that are going to have to be answered throughout the next couple of seasons. Um, let's go to Olu, who says, I'm pretty sure uh, Saka is on 30k a week. Let's check that because I'm sure I saw a post that said that his actual wage is closer to 70 and he could be going even higher than that. But I may. I may have got that wrong, so let's check that. It's worth checking. You know, it's always good to hold your hands up when you do get something wrong. So let's have a quick. I'm sure I saw it down this post that I've got on my screen. I just need to go now find out what it is. Um, so Sammy Botbell says Arsenal's new contract offer to Saka is worth at least double his current seventy thousand pound per week deal. Yes, that's the headline, according to Sammy Mottbell. So Arsenal offer Bakar Saka a new long-term contract worth at least double his current £70,000 per week deal. Now, contracts are and wages are one of the most poorly reported because they are, unfortunately, um, quite secretive things. We don't really find out anywhere close to their salary the same way that we do with their kind of fees. And a £30,000 per week salary could be the base salary. You know, that's maybe why there is a misconception about how much he's on. Because there could be £40,000 per week worth of bonuses in that contract that we don't know about. So it's it could be 30, it could be 70. The Mail are reporting that it's 70, according to Sammy Mottbell. But uh, you're right, it could be a case of it's, it is only 30k a week. Um, but the total wage, when you include, and if he was to achieve all of his bonuses potentially the signing on fee that he got at the start that's incorporated into that, you know, it could be closer to 70. So it's really difficult to know the reality of the situation with wages because it's so hard to know when these things are reported accurately. But according to Sammy Mottbell, and we're using that report in today's video, it's £70,000 per week that could be doubled or more than doubled. So he could be earning a potential over £140,000 per week next season. I hope that answers your question. Uh, Devesh says, hi, Tom. Big up to you. Who starts at right back at Palace? Cedric White, considering Tommy Asu won't be fully fit till then. We don't know 100% if he won't be fully fit. We are still waiting to get full information on Tommy Asu's situation. There's been rumours flying about that he won't, so it's a fair question. I think I would start White. I think I would bring Saliba into right centre-back. I think I would start White in the right-back position. Um, either Tierney or Zinchenko, if Tierney is fully fit, goes into the left-hand side. I just think that we're more stable if we have someone like a Tomiyasu-style fullback in that role. I'm kind of hoping that we maybe see White play right back against Chelsea. Saliba comes in, Gabriel and Zinchenko play as a back four against Chelsea. I'm kind of hoping that we might see something like that. I think it might make more sense to go with White in that right back position. We talked to Babs yesterday on the channel, if you haven't checked out our video, and he talks a lot about White potentially playing at right back. So, uh, and it did kind of sell me on the idea. So, yes, I think there's potential that White should probably come in if Tommy Asu is indeed not yet ready and available. Let's be honest, you know, we want Tommy Asu to be fully fit and ready. So, maybe protecting him is the better option ultimately at the end of the day. 
Um, Maya says, shouldn't we keep Tavares at the club using Chenko in midfield with Tierney if KT gets injured? Nuno can cover him. No, not necessarily, Maya, because I think that we've got the potential to sign a midfielder that would cover the midfield areas that we need. I think that's an area that Arsenal are going to continue to push for. Zinchenko and Tierney will be enough, in my view, at left back. If worst comes to worst, Tommy Asu has played there and so has Cedric. So you've got technically four, potentially five options with youth players that can cover the left back position if you need and desperately need someone to do that. Uh, Elliot says, why are Arsenal afraid of playing plan B strikers? I don't think it's necessarily that Sassuolo, uh, Sassuolo striker Gianluca Scamacca is a plan B striker. He is a plan A striker. That's why he's costing West Ham 40 million euros to get in. Plan B strikers are more so cheaper deals that are taller, that are solely and priority focused on using their head in the box. Sassuolo striker, I don't know, I'm using the full terminology the whole time, but Jessica Maka is he's not what I'd describe as a plan B striker. He may have a lot of the characteristics of a quote-unquote plan B striker, but certainly if you're paying 40-odd million euros for a striker, he's coming in as your plan A option. Um, but Arsenal may go out and bring someone in on loan before the window finishes. I certainly would be open to doing that. I'd be open to signing someone either on a one-year contract like a Belotti or bringing someone in who's more kind of physically adept than what we've currently got on loan for a season. I wouldn't be against that whatsoever. Also, it's worth saying that Cody Gakpo, who is a wide forward and can play in the middle, is very, very tall uh, and could potentially be a plan B style option if you wanted to use him in the final moments of games in the box to add some verticality to your attack. Um, Ugang says, Tom, if the noise is to be believed, would you sell before buying either a midfielder or winger? It seems logical right now, but practically we have been in this position before and have been short in selling. Uh, I think a midfielder has to be the priority, you know, because Partey's got these injury problems that persistently affect his game and the drop-off in quality from Partey to whoever's next is significant. You've then got on the left-hand side, possibly Xhaka and Zinchenko that can play there, potentially Lukonga as well. But I just think we need that centre midfielder that's going to add more. When I was speaking to Babs yesterday, he said that the priority should be more so a goal scoring style midfielder so he can add more goals to our midfield but I do think that Erdegaard's adding more goals every year that he's at the club of course he scored a couple of goals when he joined us on loan he added that five more to his game last season as well as long as five more assists as well and Fabio Vieira coming in you know scored seven goals last season and got 16 assists for Porto so we've added goals and creativity but I do think we need to add someone like a Milinkovic Savic like a Tillerman someone of that ilk that can come in potentially a Paqueta and score more goals for Arsenal from midfield. Uh, Wesley says, Tom, what do you think of Marquinhos and what will his role be this season? I think he's going to follow a similar pathway to what Martinelli had when he first joined the club. Sub opportunities at times. We have five subs now, so I'd expect him to be on the bench sometimes in the Premier League. I expect him to get plenty of minutes in the Europa League and the Cup game. So he's going to get eased into kind of the, the senior side of things. And if he's not in the squad, he'll probably get some minutes in the under-23s or under-21s, I suppose, as they are now so i think that's probably the pathway that we will see uh Faisal says uh do you think arteta's plan for lakonga uh changed he's been playing more of a left center mid in pre-season pre-season is never a sure bet for what the future of players are i mean if you if you thought that the players that are playing in pre-season have a sure future at arsenal that's certainly not the case plenty of them will move on um, but Lakonga, I think, has opportunities at both six and left-sided eight. But with Zinchenko, with Zinchenko joining and potentially Tillemans or someone else coming in later on in the window, it's going to be tricky for him to nail down a starting place in the left-sided eight role. But I think Arteta knows that he can use that position 
can play that position. And it's something that he's going to improve with the more he plays there. So it's not ever about having a set position, to be honest, at all. But what I do think it's about is having options and versatility and potential to play different players in different roles. And you want to prepare them with minutes in places like preseason because it helps them. Uh, Answer says, what time is the game tonight? At the moment, it's set for 1 p.m., uh, 1 a.m., sorry, UK time. I probably will not be staying up for this one. You know, I tried to stay up for the last two. I watched the last one. I fell asleep during the Everton one and I managed to catch up on it very comfortably the next morning. I don't think I'm going to be able to stay up to a game at 1am, which to be fair, if it experiences the same lightning storm situation as Orlando, could be delayed to as late as 2am. I just don't see that happening. Um, Who knows? Uh, But I just don't see me staying up for this one tonight. I will probably catch up on it in the morning. Um, yeah, because I tell you what, the Orlando one was a real struggle. And and that's fine. If you stay up for it, fair play to you. I have the utmost respect to our uh, global listeners who stay up all the time to watch games at ridiculous hours. Um, but yeah, I will probably catch up on it uh, as soon as my eyes open in the morning. You gang, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member of the channel. Thank, uh, that's a really, really kind gesture. And thank you for the support as always. I'm sure the chat box will join me in welcoming you to the TGT community. Uh, Andrea says, I don't know about Tavares at Atalanta. They have Joachim Mahler at left wing back, who has been hugely successful for the Danish national team, but haven't had success at Atalanta. In many ways, he is similar to Tavares. Of course, Joachim Mahler can play on left or right, and so they could play together. I think that Atalanta actually have a very good eye for talent. Um, they've had a brilliant success with players that they've brought in. They've had really good um, kind of situations where they've been able to move players on and sell them for big profits. They loan a stupid amount of players as well. They're one of the biggest loaners of players in the world and have definitely been affected by the new loan rules that have come in. I think they loaned something like 100 of players, something silly, the amount of players they were loaning out. Um, And they've certainly been massively impacted by the new loan regulations that have come in. But uh, I think Tavares can actually complement what they've got. And I don't think they'd be signing him if they didn't um if they didn't do it Matthew says I hate the initiation songs it's so cringe I just refuse to do it I mean Matthew I doubt you would uh considering you'd have the rest of the Arsenal squad baying uh to ask you to do it it's just one of those silly traditions and I don't think there's anything wrong with that to be honest it's always enjoyable when you see these fun community feel things and you know it's a welcoming thing um and I don't mind it at all uh, Lucas says, who do you think is more likely to have a future at the club, Nuno Tavares or Balogun? Good question. I think Balogun might have a better chance because I think with Zinchenko and Tini now, there's a big, big blockade in front of him. Yes, I know that Balogun has uh, Nketiah and Gabriel, but I think with the versatility of the forward line and the opportunities and the swaps of, in the forward line, I think that maybe Balogun still got big opportunities to play for the club in the future. Um <laughs> I, I still need to listen to the initiation song, Dan. Uh, I saw it pop up in my timeline just before I went live, so I'm going to check that out as soon as uh, I'm finished. Anyway, the noise is getting rather loud outside, so I'm going to finish the show off there. Only apologies for those around me and the noise that's being made. I don't know why I'm apologizing. It's not my fault. <laughs> I have no control over it. Uh, Mohammed as well, thank you so much for becoming a member. If you would like, like Mohammed, and of course you gang in the chat box to join us, and be part of the TGT community, you can do that, of course, by clicking the link in the description. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you again very, very soon. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it, and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. See you soon, and as always, up the arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.